Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Good morning, everybody. How are you? I hope you're doing very well. Um, I want to invite Sandy Brown, our assistant pastor, to come up and join me. And um, I want to, before we go any further and I preach the message, I just want to address something that happened in our nation this week with the Supreme Court overturning the Roe versus Wade case. And I want us to be able to talk about things like this. And um, so this can be a hard and difficult conversation and very divisive. And before I say anything about it, we have a higher calling. We have a calling of Christ to defend and be uh, actually be devoted to one another and defend our unity and not allow things to divide us. The church is the representatives of Christ in a world that is otherwise, it's dying. It's dying. And Christ is bringing life to this world. So having said that, remember, this issue isn't outside of those things. Okay? Can we all agree on that? Our unity is more important than anything else. Because Christ flows through us, and he's flowing into the world through us by his Holy Spirit. Having said that, I want to address this real quick. In that, this decision of the Supreme Court did not make abortion illegal. It only made, their statement is that this is not a constitutional issue. Which if you read the, actually read the Constitution, you'll see that that's true. It's not, it never was a constitutional issue. How be it? They actually address this is a moral issue that's for voters to vote on. So you guys just hear me out. This isn't over. This isn't over at all. This is no cause to gloat. This is no cause... This, is, this isn't something to crow about. We as the people of God need to very humbly address the world with the kindness and forgiveness of God, even if people have different opinions here in this room. There may be very different opinions on this, but what we want to do is we're, we're both receiving the forgiveness and love of God and offering the forgiveness and love of God. Having said that, I want to make, make one statement that might seem difficult. It, it is difficult. Anybody ever notice the word of God is difficult? It brings us to a point of changing and also brings the answer of forgiveness and empowering to change. And the scriptures make it very, very clear that an unborn baby is a baby and a child. There's no question marks. There's things in Scripture that aren't clear. This is not one of them. It's very, very clear. And so I want to be sensitive to the realities that we've all been affected by this issue of abortion. Some of us, whether 
you're a, a woman that has had an abortion, the, God loves you and he wants to forgive. And, and, and his forgiveness is complete. Maybe you're a man that, that, that coerced a, a woman into having an abortion. There's forgiveness. There's love. You know, this, is, this isn't something outside of the gospel. I want to ask Sandy to say, make a few statements and kind of talk about it briefly. And we want to take a time to pray over ourselves and over our nation. As a woman in this house and a woman who has had an abortion, I was young, I was lost. I didn't fully know the love of Jesus, and I made one of the biggest regrets of my life. But God did not remove his call from me. God did not shun me. God did not, you're not usable anymore. I can't use you, you're damaged goods. That's not our God. The enemy wants to tell you that you've been taken out and I'm living proof that you're not. God does not remove his calling because of a sin issue. He's done a ton of healing. I know God loves me. I know he forgives me. And I know there's a lot of women in this room that have the same experience as I do because it's something we don't talk about, especially in the church. And I'm here to speak for all of the women who have suffered this. And I want you to know God loves you. He loves you. He loves those who haven't been able to have a baby and cry over it. He loves you. No matter where you're at in this, just remember that love is deep. Love is wide. Love is furious. And it covers a multitude of sin. And our answer to the world is God loves you. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, it's his kindness and it's for his forgiveness that leads us to repentance. And because of his great love for me, I can stand before you today and know that I'm in a good place with my maker because he loves me. So let's, let's just all stand. I'm, I, I'm glad our, our Supreme Court made this decision, but let's stand in prayer for our country and those that are so violently against this kind of decision. Let's not stand in, in judgment or accusation. Let's bring the kingdom of God to bear on our nation and the hurts and the wounds and the, the division in our nation. Our job is to pray. Our job is to pray. Our hope is not in legislation to bring morality. It can never work. Here's what this does mean. Our job is even more obvious. Our mission, the mission Christ has given us, is even more needy now than ever before to bring the hope and the goodness of God to a world that needs it. Let's pray. Father, we need you to move in us. Make us bold. Make us uh, courageous 
to bring your love to a world that needs it. Lord, to a world that doesn't know you, that doesn't know why, why this is wrong. The world that doesn't know that you love them. Lord, we ask you, help us to be those that pray and not those that point the finger. Help us to be those that bring the kindness of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to the wounds of the world. Lord, to those hearts that have been affected by this issue of abortion, men and women and children and, and, and grandmas and grandpas. And Father, in the name of Jesus, make us agents of healing in this world. Make us agents of the kingdom bringing reconciliation. And Lord, have mercy on our nation and bring us back together. Bring us to yourself in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for joining with us in that. Thank you, Sandy. We're going to talk about Holy Spirit today. I've been talking about the kingdom of God, and that has everything to do with about what we just did right now. See, we come into the kingdom of God through salvation, through the Lord Jesus Christ, who's by his life, his death on the cross. You do know he actually died, that our sins killed him, but they weren't powerful enough to keep him dead. The Lord of life rose from the dead. He took our sins, left them in the grave, rose from the dead, victorious, and now he gives us that victory. Whoever... Whoever will believe in Him, whoever will believe that He's Savior and Lord and King, it's just that easy. It sounds crazy to a lost world because people think they have to earn it. You can't earn a free gift. If you have to earn it, it's not a free gift. God's giving us salvation. and It opens the door to the kingdom of God. That was the message of Christ. The kingdom of God is at hand or the kingdom of Heaven is at hand. It's within your reach. In another place, he says it's in you. See, the point of Jesus bringing salvation, the work on the cross and the resurrection is powerful and wonderful. But listen to me, guys. It's not the point. The point is the Holy Spirit coming into us. The point is that we're filled with life that's eternal because it's God. The point, the promise throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Old Covenant was a new covenant is coming. That I will place my spirit within them. I will place my, I will write my laws on their heart. The point is the Holy Spirit in us and with us. That's the point of salvation. That's where God always wanted to take it to. See, because ultimately, the Holy Spirit is Jesus and is the Father because there's only one God. It is Him with us right here, right now. God's calling us to learn. He's leading us to learn His ways and how to live in the kingdom of God. 
Let me read you a, a scripture, John 14. I'm going to read 15 and uh, through 17. This is the Passion Translation. Jesus says this. Loving me empowers you to obey my commandments. Want to know how to, to live a Christian life? Listen to the Holy Spirit. He's giving you power. Your love in connection with him, it, that's where the power to do everything he gives you to do comes from. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior. I, I love this. Other, many translations have all kinds of translations for that word where he says Savior. But the word also means Savior. I will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. Okay, stop on that just for a second. What do you see in that? I hope you see that God wants to be a friend to all of us. He wants to be a friend. Think about that. The relationship he wants with you. He is king. He is God. He is creator. He is savior. He is all those things. He is. And he wants to be a friend. He wants to be a friend to us. And he, it says, he will never leave you. He will never leave us. We're never alone. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you will know him intimately because he will make his home in you and will live inside of you. See, one of the things that so many Christians forget is that we're looking for the God that's way the heck out there somewhere at the end of the universe. Have you ever thought if there's an end to the universe, what's there? Is there a wall? What's on the other side of the wall? You know, the creation of God actually testifies of his eternal nature. They're never going to find an end to the universe. If they build a bigger telescope, they'll just find more. If they build a bigger microscope, they'll still find smaller. There's no end of small and there's no end of big there. If there's something so... Is, if there's the smallest thing that they, they found, can, can it not be cut in half? I mean, there's no end. It testifies of his eternal nature. And he's placed that Holy Spirit, his very own presence inside of us. I want to read you another passage and then I have an explanation that maybe you'll like. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to start reading in verse 6. I love this. When I was young in the Lord growing up, the church I grew up in back in, some of you are old enough to remember the charismatic renewal, and all the worship songs back then were were scriptures. They were all scriptures that you would sing. So I can't read this without singing the song. You know? You'll see me. Some of you know to look for this. You'll see me up here. I'm like struggling to quote a scripture. and And then I'll quote it. You know what I'm doing. Do you want me to sing this for you? I thought it was some over here. 
no, why would I want that? My wife's on the line watching going, don't do it, honey. Don't do it. No, she's not doing that. So this says, I'm going to read it, and I may sing it. We'll see if we get there. Second Corinthians. Did you tell me that right now? Okay, Vaughn said I have to do it. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts, in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Okay, there you have it. Did you ever... See, that's how you memorize verses, right there. I know probably a hundred different verses because of worship songs from way back then. So, huh? Yeah, but I didn't dance. You, you want to come? No. All right. For those of you online, I'm being heckled. That's heckling that's happening right here. Maybe we should make him the official church heckler. <laughs> love you, Heath. We love you. Okay, so let's go back through it, this time not singing. For God who said, let brilliant light shine out of darkness is the one who, I love this, who has cascaded his light into us. Oh, I love that. Cascading. It sounds like a waterfall, right? Oh, that's so good. The brilliant dawning light of the glorious knowledge of God. Do you know that knowing him, not just knowing about him, knowing him is glorious. Knowing him. Remember the other verse said he wants to be our friend? He wants you to know him. When you love somebody, isn't it true you want them to know you? And you want to know them? That's what love's all about. See? Uh, the brilliant dawning light of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. He came into this physical world in a human body. Verse 7, and we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God and not ours. Everybody say, not ours. Okay, so last time I taught, the time before I taught about the kingdom of God, I taught about Holy Spirit, I taught on healing last time. I gave a demonstration. We prayed for some people to receive healing. I, I haven't followed up at the time. At least two of the three felt better, and that's good. But I'm telling you, because of the presence of God in us, I want, I'm asking, I'm teaching us, we need to increase our expectation that miracles are going to happen. Miracle signs and wonders are going to happen. Why? Because he's with us. And if miracles and signs and wonders are not happening, we need to have the courage, not condemnation, we need to have the courage to look at it and say something's wrong. 
We need to go for something more. So let me go through this scripture. Here I have you. This is you. This is me. This is a common clay pot. So those of you online, I'm going to walk around a little bit. I want you to look at this and see that this is just clay. Here we go. You ready? See that, guys? Okay. You guys get a look at that? This is clay. Any gardeners in here? Yeah? Okay, Stephanie raised her hand first that I saw. You can have this afterwards. This is a great one for a house. You see what I'm talking about? It's dirt. This thing's made out of dirt. How many of you know you're made out of dirt? You know, you kick the bucket, you find out your compost waiting to happen. That's it. That's all we are. We're, we're clay pots. There's nothing to boast about. Okay, now let's talk about how we've been created and what we get when we come into this world. We get a body, right? Physical body. And what comes with it? You get a brain, you get organs, you get all kinds of stuff. You know, I mean, what comes in the package? Don't, when you buy stuff, don't you read it? What comes in here? Are batteries included? You know? You get a brain that, that actually thinks. Think about this. People who don't have Jesus have brains and they think. You know, I, I was there. My brains didn't work so very well. You know, my brains got me into addictions. My brains got me into all kinds of trouble. My, it's like my, one of my old mentors used to say, John, isn't it true that some of your very best thinking got you into your worst problems? And then he, he'd follow that up with, what makes you think that brain is going to make you get better and better to be more like Jesus. You're going to have to depend on the Holy Spirit. Right? Okay. So, we have emotions that came with the package, right? It came in the box. That's part of the deal. So we had all that stuff. You, are you tracking with me? Before we became Christians, all that was already happening. Okay, so all I want to point out is that we as if we're going to learn how to walk by the Holy Spirit, we got to recognize what came with this part. Yeah? With the dirt part. Yeah? Are you, are you with me? Okay. So, let's think about it. Have you ever had thoughts before and you ended up wrong? Dude, I, I, I'm so good at that. Pick me. I'm so good at that one. You know? Have you ever had emotions and feelings and you found out they were lying to you? They were, those dudes lie. Don't, what do you think about people who lie to you? You don't trust them things. You don't trust them folk. Because they lie. Our emotions will lie. Now, we can't ignore our thoughts or emotions. I'm not, pro, I'm not proposing that we do that. What I am proposing is we get them to behave. We get them to fall in line with the truth. It, there's a novel idea. You know that if our, thought, our thinking and our emotions begin to align with the one that, didn't he just say, the spirit of truth, that our, how we work on the inside starts telling us the truth. Wouldn't that be nice? It just sounds peaceful to me. So, here's what this is like. Wherever you are, Nilda, Nilda, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what comes after this. 
I'm going to move this away from the electrical devices on the floor. I hope this goes well. Okay? So, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure, the Holy Spirit. We have this treasure. The Holy Spirit is your treasure. Holy Spirit in you is eternal life because he's there in you. Right? So here's what happens. We receive Christ and God does this. He pours Holy Spirit in you. And now there's something there that was not there before. That's salvation. This isn't just being good. Anybody notice when you received Christ and got saved, you left and you still sinned. Anybody other than me do that? I do. I never got so loaded in my life as after I got saved. I'm telling you, I was going... I was going to my parties with my friends, trying to, I was preaching at my buddies, trying to tell them, no, no, this thing happened to me and things are different. And I still, here, have a drink. To, and, and, and Jesus is real. And, and, you know, I, it was all, it was all, it's like no grace left whatsoever for that stuff. I'd be a sloppy mess and my wife would be, what did you do that for? You need to stop. And then I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, how am I getting off on this? My, I have a vision from God. I'm praying over it because I love my friends. I cared about my friends and I knew where I had been headed. Therefore, where they're still headed. And I wanted them to stop heading toward death. And I'm praying about it. And it's like, God, what do I do? I mean, I just I go around my friends and I end up getting loaded. and It's, it's a mess and I can't stop. And then. I have this vision in my mind, and it's a child sitting in the middle of a mud puddle, all sloppy, muddy. You ever have a kid like that? You know, or maybe you were that kid. I was that kid. So, and the Lord says to me, if you don't want to get muddy, don't play in the mud puddle. And me being deeply spiritual at the time figured out, and then in the, in, in the vision morphs and I see all the other kids in the mud puddle. And say, like, oh. Coming to Christ, to a degree anyway, cost me my friends. It cost me the relationship I had with them at least. But in order to live free, I had to stop going where I going where they were doing those things because I couldn't, I didn't have the strength to stop. But the Holy Spirit was in me and I knew something was different. I knew something had changed on the inside of me. And Jesus mentions in the first passage I read that the world can't receive him or know him because they can't see him. See, he, that still looks like a clay pot. But something had changed and I began changing. Isn't that, for those of you who have received Christ, isn't that what happened to you? You know? And so what we've got to do is this pot, this clay vessel, this, this thing of dirt here, 
that we were born with in all the parts of it, the way it thinks, the way it feels, the way, the way it lives, now has something of heaven in it. There's something of heaven with us. There's something of heaven that will always, he promised, will always be with us. We've got to learn how to live from this let more and this less. How to let, if I let this sit here long enough, pretty soon the outside of this, here, let me just cheat and do that. That will soak through this dirt enough to where this pot will start lo- looking wet, even if I don't rub it on the outside. Right? I think most of you know that that's true. Some of you don't care. But here we go. See that? See that right there? I'm shaking. See, Stephanie? I, we don't. See, I did not slop other than the little bit I, I rubbed on the outside. This thing leaks. How many of you know you leak? <laughs> See, I just put a piece of duct tape yay duct tape, on the bottom of the hole. But the truth is, most of us just have a crack. If I thought I could have successfully cracked this without crashing it, I would have tried. But we're crackpots. Yeah? Anybody relate to that? And we leak! So some of you Christians know you leak because you have those moments of, Jesus, I need you to fill me up again because you done leaked everything out. Did you notice that in this life, Jesus don't make you perfect? I think he wants us to leak. Yeah? He wants us to leak. And then we come back to him and we ask him, Lord, I'm having a hard time. I'm going through, any any of you go through an evil day? You know, it's actually a season, but you know, you go through and then one thing after another hits and after another. And it's like, when is this going to end? And you go through the evil day. That's Old Testament kind of expression, King James stuff. You go through, how about this, the dark night of the soul. And you, and you realize you've done leaked out all the Holy Spirit. You're looking around on the inside. You're looking around everywhere trying to find God and His help. But when we just wait on Him, we learn to listen to our friend who's on the inside of us. He starts doing this. Are you you paying attention? He starts doing this. See, and and he doesn't have any end. I I, I got one pitcher of water here, and God just doesn't end, and you you have times when this starts happening. Have you ever had one of those times? And Holy Spirit overflows you. He just, like, this is a spiritual theological term, slops all over you. Have you ever had a time when heaven just, it just, it was overwhelming. How many of you so deeply wanted to, let's do that again, Jesus! Let's do it again. Don't stop. Hit me, Lord. (laughs) You know, he doesn't quite do it that way, does he? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes. 
Oh, I could tell so many stories right now. If you've never had this happen, love you, Nilda. (laughs) Just water. How we've had this happen before to where the presence of God so inundates us. And it just shows. It just shows. You know, I have, I've, I've seen times to where, like a good buddy of mine, he was a manager of a big warehouse in Phoenix, and he got so hit with the Holy Spirit one Sunday night at church. I mean, he was, we ha- had to carry him to his car and drive him home, take his keys and drive him home. Some of you think this is nuts. You know, if you've never had it happen to you, you're allowed to think it's nuts. Go ahead and think. When it happens to you, you'll change your mind. Yeah? Got to, got to his work the next day and could not stop laughing. Do you know what that does to your sales meeting? Three days. Three days. He could not stop. Every time he tried to talk, he'd start laughing hysterically. Or, at times, alternately weeping. He had to take work off because of Jesus. Listen. Here's where we are. We are this. We are this clay pot. You still got your clay pot. You're living in that, some call it an earth suit. We're not going to live in this one forever. We're going to get a new one that will look more like this and function more like this. And we'll eternally... That's what we were made for, by the way. Now, this... Notice now it has changed appearance because of the presence of the water. Because of the presence of Holy Spirit. And it's Him. This is starting to show Him. It starts showing in us and through us. And our goal is to stop living just by the flesh alone. Some of us will say, all I want is to hear the voice of God. We've got to learn when we're listening to this. If you want to hear the voice of God, recognize when you're listening to your own thoughts and your own emotions. It's as simple as, is that a thought I would normally speak or think? Yes or no. Is that an emotion I would normally experience? Yes or no. Be honest with yourself. Now, when something else hits your head that it's like, dude, I never had a thought like that in my life. What do you think? Think it might be him? Think it might be... Because he's in there with you. If you're a believer, he's in there with you. Stop looking for God out in the universe. Start looking for... If you're a believer, look inside. That's the promise of God. Listen. I'm afraid I'll get it wrong. Dude, you're going to get it wrong. Get over your bad self. What did Jesus call this whole thing? He summed it up by saying, you must be born again. Something comes alive in us. A, a life that you, we never had before comes to us. Right? I have a lot of little grandkids. And I'm watching them grow and learn as they go. You know, the youngest one, my grandson Roger, 
is, is, is learning how he just started walking, doesn't know how to talk yet, and he, he just has every appearance of he can't wait to do all the things his older sisters can do. Aren't children that way? But you've got to learn it. Now, here's, here's one thing I want to tell you. Next time I teach, I'm going to teach about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to teach. We're going to learn how to walk in the power of God more. And I, I want you to understand, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to teach you the best I know how. Because Jesus is going to do miracles. And why does Jesus do miracles? Because that's the gospel. He demonstrated that the kingdom of God was at hand by doing things that don't happen in this world on their own so that they could see God, so that they could see the kingdom. And we're going to start showing the kingdom more because we live in a world that needs to see that he is alive and that Jesus is real. And in order to see that, just like Jesus manifested miracles, we must also. We have to preach the gospel the way that Jesus preached the gospel. And that power and that miracle may come in encouragement and it may come in hope and it may come in kindness and love and it may come in physical healing and it may come in answered prayers, miraculous answers to prayer. It may come in all the ways God shows himself to us. But we must be those who learn that there's a life inside of us that we're learning to operate out of and let it affect us and change us. Right? Let's all stand. I'd like ministry team to come up. And we're going to end with a time of prayer as Jim or Jimmy, one of you guys, come up and kind of play a little for me, will you? I always, I think I'll explain this to you, why I asked them to do that. Because whenever someone plays, it's like even the prophets in the Old Testament, they would, they would get a, a person, a musician to play. And it, it like seems to open up our awareness of spiritual things. That's, it works. I'll explain that another day. Sorry. That wasn't clear. Here's what we're going to do. We need, some of us need more of this. You're going through a time in your life where you need, you need more of that. You need Holy Spirit to fill you. If, if that's you, I want, I'm asking you, will you take a minute and come get some prayer? Just admit it. Say, I do. I need that. I leak. I need Holy Spirit. Some of us in the room, you, maybe you've never received Jesus and you want to know him and you can know him. You can receive the forgiveness of God in Christ. I'm inviting you, would you please take a moment to come meet Jesus and experience being filled with his loving, powerful presence. He loves you. He's already forgiven you. He's waiting for you to trust Him and believe Him. Lastly, when we were praying for this whole abortion thing, so many have been so hurt by it. 
maybe there's there's pain, there's guilt, possibly shame involved in your life. The Lord wants to set you free from those things. He wants to heal your heart so that you can really live and prosper. He's forgiven. He's forgiven. You don't need to carry that around anymore. If any of those are you, would you just start coming and let let the Lord heal you? Come now. Come now. We're going to pray while you're coming. Holy Spirit, we ask you to move on your people. Move on your people. Move in us and through us. Fill us up fresh with your Holy Spirit. Anybody want that? You just raise your hand. Let's, let's just let the Lord know. Here we are. Here we are. We want you. We want to be filled afresh of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we're not afraid of you or what you might do because it's only and always good. It's always good the things you do. We ask you, Lord, to move on each, each one of us here in this room, online, and in our nation and set people free from shame. Set people free from the oppression and the bondage that the world has, has inflicted on individuals. Lord, help us be emissaries of your love and of your goodness and of your forgiveness to a world that so desperately needs you. Father, we just thank you right now. Lord, we, I'm asking you to, to set up divine appointments for every one of us in this week that we can share your love, that we can pray for someone in need, that we can demonstrate your goodness to someone around us in Jesus' name. And we thank you. Amen. God bless you. Listen, guys, don't go before you get the prayer you need. You can still come and get prayer. Come ahead. For the rest of us, God bless you. Have a great week. So many good things are happening in this church. If you have any questions, check it out on the website. Everything's there. You should be able to get the information you need. But God bless you. Thank you. Those online, bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com. 